Well, Hi. We're just figuring shit out on the spot, guys. We are back. We are. For part two. Thank you for joining us on Thursday. I know it was a crazy week so far, right, guys? So crazy. <laughs> we are, like, seeing into the future, so, yeah. like, don't mind us. We're also Talking psychics. Of, Talking what? of the future... What's coming up in oh, June? Oh, I was like, where are we going What's with What's coming this? up in June? June. Guys, we're hosting an event. An we event are. in person. It's going to be at Saint City Bar and Grill in Branson, Missouri. We're doing a true crime trivia night. Um, don't be intimidated by true crime trivia. We're going to make it super fun. All things sinister. All things sinister. We'll probably throw in like our astrology stuff, um, podcast stuff, just basics fun facts but there's going to be giveaways and prizes yep. we're going to have our merch there um saint city is also just a really fun place in general if you're in yeah. the branson springfield arkansas area they're gonna have they have like wing specials and drink specials so it's going to be a lot of fun yeah so it is june 22nd yep. at 8 p.m yep and then august yeah, and then August, we are going to be going to Podcast Movement Convention. It is a huge convention for podcasters. So it will give us great tools to grow the podcast, great exposure, hopefully, um, and just a lot of like learning opportunities yeah. and networking opportunities. So um, we are looking for sponsors and donations um, to help send us to the Podcast Movement, um, even like a $5 donation or a dollar will help. Um, our PayPal is linked in the link in our bio on Instagram and will also be linked um, on the website as well as the YouTube episode. So keep that in mind. Um, even if like you don't want to donate, but if you know of any other sponsors, I would like to sponsor the podcast. If you have a daddy, listen, basically all sugar babies. <laughs> Call up your daddies and be like, I know two girls who, they need your help, daddy. And so, can I have an extra $500 this week to send to my favorite Sinister Sisters? And then, that, boom, it's done. That, and that, yeah, and then it's done. So, sell a couple extra feet pics and then send it to us. <laughs> you won't regret it. You won't <laughs> regret it. So, that's the news. That is the news. So, you ready to dive yeah. in? Disclaimer, do you want to redo yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's redo it. Our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. Keep in mind. No. Fuck. Okay, start. Wait. <laughs> entertainment purposes only. We all, all, all information was found on the internet. <laughs> keep in mind. Keep in mind, we will talk all things sinister, which may not be appropriate <laughs> for all audiences. Viewer. Viewer and listener discussion is advice. Boom. Okay, good enough. Whatever. <laughs> Guys, I can't even hardly remember our sponsor info. Okay, no, don't trust she, me with the yeah, full-on paragraph disclaimer. Yeah, she can't remember shit. So <laughs> she has what I call CRS syndrome. That's can't remember shit. So oh. I was like, oh, <laughs> like oh, another <laughs> mental illness to add to the list. <laughs> shut up. Also, we are still sipping on our uh, Pinot Prophecy. Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Oops. I figured out the yeah. trick. This is what yeah. all the influencers oh, do. Oh, I was about to figure out. Oh, okay, there it is. There not it is. really working. Yeah, like you can see it there. Oh, yeah, perfect. perfect. Boom. Um, it's delicious and crispy. Alexa didn't like it, so she added orange juice to hers. <laughs> Cheers. It's like a mimosa. 
Sure. It's like a mimosa. It's like a mimosa. We are talking about Kenneth Bianchi. So. What have been about a boopy? Bianchi. Give me the spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I Maybe said I wanted not. to be a pimp, mama. I wanted to be I a pimp. I wanted to be a pimp, mama. <laughs> I don't want to kill prostitutes. Listen. <laughs> what? It is two hours past my bedtime. <laughs> Drinking we, word is strangle. Drinking word is strangle. So you know what? Twenty one and older. Because we have drank a lot. If you're too young, grab a bottle of Nyquil or something. <laughs> like. Don't do the Nyquil. You still have to be eighteen to buy that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Don't drink your Gatorade. Okay. Just milky milky baba. Here we go. <laughs> milky milky baba. Okay, we're yeah, done. Like we're that. done. We all of our Italians have left the chat and blocked us. <laughs> In fact, there's an angry mob outside the yeah. house right now. Right. Okay. Oh my gosh. But some like legit Italian food sounds good right now. Like some fettuccine alfredo with broccoli and mushrooms only. And the chicken. <laughs> no, no chicken. No, we need the chicken. No, no chicken. Yeah, no, I want, like, spaghetti bolognese. I don't like red sauce. You are a fucking weirdo. I am. All right, yes. we're over this conversation. <laughs> so, I love Italian food. She clearly does not. So, let's go. November 13th. Okay. We are in the year of 1977. We are now on victims five and six. So, previously in part one, we talked about his childhood I talked about the Zodiac connection between Gemini and Libra, and it's actually very, very, very... Fascinating. Fascinating. Spot on. Yes, with these two, because Kenneth is the Gemini, and Angelo <laughs> is the Libra. And so we have now seen how Angelo is the mastermind, and Kenneth kind of just follows along and does what he's told. He goes with the flow. He's friendly, outgoing. He's like, you know what? Whatever. I'll do whatever I got to do. And Angelo is the mastermind. Yeah. So we probably we, suspect like some grooming, like there's some grooming because there's a 20 year age. Gap. <clears throat> yeah. There's a 20 year, about 20 year age gap between the two of them. And so absolutely. And if we think about his childhood too, Kenneth lost his dad when he was 13 years old. Yeah. So he didn't really have, you know, that father figure after no. that. So, you know, it, it's said that he does kind of look up to Angelo as like a father figure too, which Yikes. is not good. But you can see how he was intrigued by Angelo and he yeah. wanted to do what Angelo told him to do. And he, he did it. Like, he didn't think it was wrong. So... So, listen to part one. We are in part two, November 13th, 1977. We are talking about victims five and six. Two young girls, the age of 12 and 14, 12-year-old Dolly, 14-year-old Sonia, uh, they were catching the local bus to take the bus home, got off at their stop, and that was the last time that they were seen alive. Mm. They were approached by a vehicle with Kenneth and Angelo inside. And somehow Kenneth and Angelo got the girls inside. I would imagine it wasn't hard. Because if you think about a 12 and a 14 year old girl, they're very, very vulnerable. So if they have already been saying that they are police officers and they're showing a badge, I mean... They could have literally sent anything to scare these girls to yeah. get them into the vehicle. That, and, like, when was, like, Stranger Danger? 
Not in the 70s. No. Not <laughs> so, like, I feel like 70s was peace and love. Yes. Granted, it was like the decade of serial killers, but, but still really peace was. and love. Still like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the whole cop thing, them impersonating cops, you could convince so many people. Absolutely. Especially yeah. young girls. So they get them, uh, they get the girls in the vehicle. Um, they take the girls back to Angelo's house. And this is where um, they instantly took one of the girls into one of the bedrooms and uh, blindfolded her mm -hmm. and started raping her. Um, they then strangled her. Uh, Kenneth, or I, I couldn't determine if it was Kenneth who kept the other girl outside. Um, and Angelo did this situation to the first girl. But then the other girl was brought into the house. Uh, she was brought into the exact same room where her friend had just died, but she was blindfolded. Oh. And the same exact thing happened to her. So she was raped and she was strangled in the exact same room oh right God. next to Oh, my God. And she had no idea. No idea. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Their bodies... So yeah. Their bodies were found seven days later by a nine-year-old boy um, who was treasure hunting by the Dodgers Stadium. Uh, near there is like a trash dump, so kind of like a landfill, but a little smaller area where they come and pick it up on a weekly basis. Nine? Nine years old. Traumatized. Yep. Um, the two girls were naked. Clearly, so they had dumped their bodies, um, they were naked, and they had already started de decomposing because they were literally in trash. Yeah. So sad. It's sad. What a dehumanizing way to, like, leave people. Yeah, and that just or, shows... I mean, obviously the whole thing is tragic and fucked up, but, like... Yeah. Just... Mm. Yeah. And that just shows, like, lack of empathy, lack of emotion. Yeah. Clearly a fucking, so, like, sociopath. So, like... Totally. It, it, but Kenneth, we've heard that he's been that way since a child. And yeah. And he showed zero emotion when his dad died. So, um, and apparently he had a great relationship with his parents. So... Nuts. It's just wild. Uh, victim number seven uh, was a woman named Christina. She was found the, the exact same day. So we don't know the actual date that she was murdered. Her body was found the exact same day with the same ligature marks. Uh, she was raped and strangled, of course. I feel like now would be the time to sound the alarms that, hey guys, we might have some serial killers. Right. Due to the ligature marks and strangulation marks around the woman's neck showing more than one strangulation attempt, um, they also had two different semens. But again, DNA testing wasn't a thing at the time. Uh, the detectives and the authorities finally recognized that they have a crew of two stranglers. And this is where they say and come up with the name the Hill side stranglers how do they know it's two different semens well i think it was the amount yeah i think it was the amount of semen and the placement of the body and where it had been um they had determined one of two things a couple of things that i read they had determined one of two things either the person or people had sex or raped 
the woman and then raped him again post-mortem. Or there were two semens. But because of the ligature marks. Oh, okay, I get it. And the difference in the strengths. They already thought they got two two semens. And so then it's like, okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, again, this is where they come up with the name The Hill side stranglers because they toss the bodies hillside you know this it's really like ditch a, side but yeah like this <laughs> ditch <What? bitches>. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting fucking canceled for that one how dare you why because <laughs> you called the victims of bitches no i'm calling the stranglers the bitches they are the oh ditch you're bitches. right oh okay I'm getting canceled because I assume you were the victims. No! Oh my god! Oh shit! No. Okay, so that term "ditch bitch" is a—it's a joke between a friend group with her, myself, and Amanda Duh from Missouri. Amanda from Missouri. So and we don't need to get into it. Yeah, we don't need to get into it because that's a story for a different day. But I definitely thought you were calling the victims. No, victims. that is terrible. I would never, ever do that. I mean, I am a very ice cold fucking person, but not that cold. That's bad. I have some empathy. Um, oh, no, I was calling okay. them because they, they are the bitches. Yes. yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> It's like, God damn, we say some fucked up shit, but that was pretty bad. And then I'm sure there's people who are listening like, you guys have said way worse. Yeah, probably. (laughs) They're like, do you not remember the baby conversation? Okay, we'll go. We're not going to go there. So, um, yeah, so they come up with the name the Hillside Stranglers. You know, why not give them like the small dick stranglers or something like why do we gotta give them the name? names yeah like hillside like yeah I like, like that's hillside. a name of like a nice bed and breakfast in ireland welcome mm-hmm. to the welcome to the hillside ma'am i can't do an irish accent <laughs> clearly no, that was but, terrible but yeah seriously like why not give them a terrible name like the wannabe Pimp stranglers. Yeah, the yeah, they couldn't be a pimp, and now they're a killer strangler or like the, something stupid. The children whose parents didn't want them stranglers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pieces of shit stranglers. Like I don't know. Like why give a cool name? It's always something like Richard Ramirez, like the Night Stalker. Like that just sounds catchy. Like it sounds like it could be a band. It sounds like a Batman spinoff. Could have been. But, no, I agree. So, make serial killer names less cool. Say it with me. Make, make serial, serial killer, killer names less cool. Okay, we gotta think of a better chance. Okay. That's a way to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, we're moving on. Yeah. Kenneth and, Al- and Angelo, they clearly didn't stop here. They weren't done. Uh, there were three more victims that they killed together. Um, victim number eight, a woman named Lauren. She was 18 years old. A neighbor saw Lauren being abducted from her driveway and described Kenneth and Angela's description to the police. So we, at least we have an eyewitness Mm. confirmed that there's two people. Yes. Okay. She also said that she heard Lauren screaming, you won't get away with this. (gasps) But. What a badass. 
The neighbor, yeah, seriously, bad ass. But the neighbor did not call the police when this was happening. Because? It was, I don't know, it was later, whenever she told the police, whenever, obviously, they arrived to talk to her parents, Lauren's parents. Like, when was the last time you talked to her? Uh, let's ask all the neighbors. Is when Why? the neighbor fucking said all Why? this shit. I don't know. The bystander effect, it's a real fucking thing. People... The bystander effect, you know what that means, right? Like, have you ever read about it? You you are a bystander. You watch something going on and you think, oh, someone else is watching this or someone else is seeing this. No. They're going to call it in. I That is the bystander effect. And it is real. It I is real. I got into this thing. I, I think it was, quick side note, back when I was in a not so great relationship years and years and years and years ago. I got into this mode where, like, if I saw something suspicious, I called the cops a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I, at one point, I saw this man taking a little girl from one parking lot to, like, across this way. And he walked in front of traffic with her in front of, like, our car and kind of, like, jerked her neck when he was <gasps> picking her up. And she was probably, like, three or four and walked, I mean, probably 200 yards to from, like, a Chili's to a Home Depot kind of situation. Yeah. And I was like, that looked weird. I was like, there's just something about that that looked weird. Like, one, why, why do you go eat at Chili's and then need to go to Home Depot? Like, the locations was weird. Yeah. And I was like, the way he, like, literally grabbed her. And the person I was with was like, yo, you're freaking out. That was clearly just a dad trying to get out of the way because he yeah. was walking in front of cars. Maybe they parked at Home Depot. And I was like, no. I said, I'm calling the police. Because, uh, anyways, I just kind of got a little trigger happy with the night. I've called. If I see someone struggling on the side of the road, I call. like, 911, what's your emergency? Oh, wait. It's Cadence again? Yeah. Cadence. Cadence. It's me. Do you not know this is an emergency phone number? Well, they did ask me. So they were like, okay, why is this suspicious? And I said, well, and if you knew the location, I'm like, first off, him, this man, not in a car, walking from Chili's to Home Depot, which again is at least 200 yards. Like it is a distance. That is suspicious in itself. And the way that he jerked her and like walked out in front of traffic. I don't know if he's kidnapping her. And I said, I said, I, if, if I was an outsider looking in, I'd be like, that little girl does not belong to that man. It could be nothing, but I feel like it doesn't hurt for you guys to just come out and ask. Yeah. Like it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Like, you know where he's at. He's at Home Depot now. Yeah. Just go and check it out. And well, and that's just the direction he was headed. Like there was nothing else over there except highway. And that also freaked me out. And so I was like. Why, why is this, this none, nothing about this picture makes sense. So again, it's one of those things. It doesn't hurt to call and just no. help trust your gut instinct and just do it. And I've done that like probably too many times that I should, but like if I see people on the side of the road and they're like, one time I saw a guy kneeling on his knees, just staring up at the sky on the side of the highway He's without a shirt. Praying. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to sky daddy. <laughs> He's like, Sky Daddy, I just need a goddamn shirt. <laughs> um, I called the cops on that, and I, and it wasn't because he was doing anything wrong, but I was like, this guy needs help. Okay, well, <laughs> the cops aren't going to help him. They're going to be like, dude, get the fuck up and, like, go away. Unless he's, like, on drugs. 
Yeah, you think they're gonna help him? No, they're taking his ass to jail. Oh, good. Then you they just should. snitched on him. Yeah, he's he was probably a crackhead. Okay, life. I thought he was a crackhead, and I was concerned about the safety of the people on the highway. And so I the called the cops. The poor guy was just enjoying his high and talking to Sky Daddy. And <laughs> well, she he ruined needs, it. He needs to be she a ditch a bitch party. and get it off of the road because <laughs> it was in. It was like right off of the highway. Well, whatever. She's a party pooper. <laughs> Every party has ruining for heroin addicts everywhere. <laughs> Golly. Oh, God, I know. It's funny. All right. But seriously, the bystander effect is real. It is real. Not and for me, woman, but I guess not for her. Else. She's like, wait, what's that? I'm like looking at her like the bystander effect. Like, you know what that is. She's like, huh? You mean people don't call the cops what? when they see weird things happen? Oh, that's funny. Balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We are back on uh, track. But yeah, the neighbor did not call and could have saved her life. It's not the neighbor's fault because she didn't do it. But guys, just if you see something suspicious like that, especially a girl saying you won't get away with this, call 911. Yeah, like what more? You won't get away with this. I think she was just playing oh, games yeah. with that her That was friends. her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, Victim number nine was a woman named Kimberly. She was also 18 years old. Not going to go into detail with what happened because it's the same thing. And then their last victim together, victim 10, named Cindy. Uh, she was 20 years old. So you see, again, the same pattern. Young, vulnerable women. Mm. Fast forward uh, to the next year, May 1978. Kenneth moves to Bellingham, Washington to be with Kelly, the girl that he was with, and their son. He also had other family members up there. Um, he also moves to Washington because he started going on LAPD police ride-alongs to help find the Hillside Stranglers. And Angelo freaked the fuck out. Okay, wait, wait, time out. You can do that? You can go on right you, you can, can be go like on police ride alongs? When they're yeah. looking no, for I don't think I don't think color. that anymore. Like I think police ride alongs now is like just pulling people over. Like But you can do that? Yeah, you can. I wanna do that. Hey, we should do that and like record. That would be a blast. I loved We have uh, a what's up? Life PD. We have that connection, that police officer connection. Fuck yeah, I want to do that. All right, and like, they're probably going to listen. Listen, I know where all the crackheads are, so I'll, be, I'll point them out. <laughs> She's a fucking narc. <laughs> I am. Listen, I know that snitches get stitches. And I know that or bitches snitches. are in the ditches, <laughs> and I will show you what ditch they're in. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Anyways, okay, okay so he was so, like, he thought this was a good like, idea. This is a great reason. idea. And they won't look at me. I'll throw them off my scent by literally putting my scent next to them. Yeah, he's like, they're not going to look at me. I'm going to show them everywhere else to look. They're like, not I think me. he's this way. He's like, actually, I thought I saw a guy go that way. Weird. <laughs> so, what Angelo. Freaks the fuck out. He's like, yo, if you don't fucking move to Washington, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, he, for real, like, threatened him and said, I will kill you. You gotta move to Washington or I will fucking kill you because you're going to get us caught. 
Like, what ah. the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that was like a New York guy. Yeah, you get scots. Yeah. Yeah. So. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Moves to Washington. Bellingham, Washington. Uh, becomes a security guard at a security officer at a hardware <sighs> store. Um, and he applies at Whatcom Sheriff's Office and gets a job. As, as a patrol captain surveying other security guards. So, at Whatcom Sheriff's Office, what is they... That? Whatcom is the county. Whatcom no, county. No, the job title. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shut up. <laughs> um, he, uh... So, Whatcom County Sheriff's Office um, basically houses security guards as well. So, they have police officers and all different levels, you know, of actual law enforcement. And then they also house and manage security guards. So, like your mall cops and stuff like that. So, it's like a cop fraternity. Pretty much. So, he was the uh, patrol captain. So, he was the manager of the security guards. Great. He right. oversees all the people who actually protect people. Right. Good. Right. Right. Sounds like a great job. Right. So while he's doing this, he enrolls into police courses mm-hmm. as well. Of course. So Getting all buddy-buddy with people. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he gets bored. Um, so fast forward to January 11th, the following year. We are in 1979. Um, he ran into two young college students, uh, Diane and Karen, and he said, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you watch over this house for a couple of hours. Um, the surveillance is down. We've got to get it fixed, but I need you to watch this house. I'll give you a hundred bucks to do it. I can't do it because I've got to be at a different job. So will you do it? And they're like, sure. Yeah. The girl showed up to the house. Uh, he then shows up to the house and he forces them in the house, down the stairs, and strangles both girls. Great. Ah, shit. So. Ready for this um, guy to get caught. Yeah. He left all evidence behind at the scene. Um, so this clearly tells you that Angela was the mastermind of all of their murders that they committed together. Yeah, like, yeah. there was zero trace. Like, he didn't want anything to come back to him. Um, and whenever we talk about the trial, I truly think that if Kenneth wouldn't have sang like a canary, that they would have never probably gotten caught. Hmm. Or if he wouldn't have done these murders. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um... The next day, obviously, the women are dead. Um, The next day, he was arrested for strangling the girls at this house because of not only the evidence that he left at the home, but also there was a detective on the Hillside Task Force that got... um, Anyway, that listened either listened into something or got word of another murder that took place in Washington, and the MO was very, very similar to the Hillside Stranglers. So the women were either lured or kidnapped or whatever, and they were strangled with, you know, many types of ligatures. Yeah, I can't believe no one has like tasteless together. Yeah. So 
they went to Kenneth and they went to Kenneth because the girls were smart when they got hired for this job. So obviously they were done, um, but they went back to the girls place, two separate places. But when the girls got hired for this job, they wrote down on like a sticky note or a piece of paper. Okay. This is the date of where we're going to work. This is the time. This is the location. And Ken Bianchi is who hired us. Why would they write this stuff down? Just organized girls? Maybe organized girls. Wow. Smart. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, I guess if you think about it, like, it, it um, when I had, like, a Zoom interview, I'll yeah. put, like, Zoom with so-and-so. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's the 70s. Yeah. I mean, they don't have technology, so they're writing they down. <laughs> Shut up. So they're writing down, like, you know, their appointments or yeah. their meetings or whatever, you know, to, like, remember it. Yeah. So, and that's what they did. They wrote down mm. the date, the time, the location of where they needed to be. So it was, and like. hired them. Light bulb Ding, moment. ding, ding. Yep. We've got our guy. Police saw that. They saw the guy, Ken Bianchi, and they looked up his license, saw that it was a California license, and this detective just went with his gut feeling. He's like. His gut feeling. How about he went with the evidence? Well, there wasn't any like, evidence yet. Oh, it was, it, oh okay. Just that doesn't tie him to no, actually right, murdering right. him. But the first Anything guy you gotta happened. talk to. Yes, first okay. guy you gotta talk to. So he's an idiot. Safe to say. Who? Ken or Ken is an idiot. Okay. So they go to talk to him and he just starts singing like a canary. He's like, Yeah, I did it. Wait, just like that? Just like that. All this? And he's like... All of this. Yeah, I'm tired. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I did it. Uh, And this is where, you know, things kind of get even more wild in the mind of Ken Bianchi. Um, He's in custody at the police station. Uh, So let me back up. They go to his workplace and they're like, hey, do you know these girls? He's like, nope. They're like, well, then why was your name... On a piece of paper with a date, time, and location of where these girls went missing. And he's yeah. like, yeah, um, I was there. <laughs> They're like, well, come down to the station. We have some more questioning. So yeah. they take him down to the station. They're questioning him. They're asking him a bunch of questions about the murders of the girls in Washington. And he's like, yeah, I did it. At this time, they are finding many of pieces of evidence in his house. Because they, since they have him in custody, they've served a search warrant over to his house. Right. So they're find, finding not only evidence of the two girls that he murdered in Washington, like their jewelry um, or other things that he would keep, but also other evidence that connects him to the crimes in Los Angeles, to the Hillside Stranglers. Whew. Yeah. Wow. So, for example, um, there was a piece of paper that had said one of the women's names that he had murdered. And it was just a random piece of paper with her name on it. They're like jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. Yes. Wow. Kenneth also was known to keep the women's jewelry. Hence why he kept their jewelry Mm. from the, you know, the two girls in Washington. Wow. So, many pieces of evidence that link him to the Washington crimes as well as the L.A. crimes. Um, Where am I at here? 
On January 29th, so just a couple of weeks later, he is arraigned, arraigned and charged with two counts of first-degree murder for the girls, um, and he pleads not guilty. Hmm. March 30th, he changed his plea to not guilty by reason of insanity. Of course. The detectives and his lawyer noticed some very strange behavior with interview processing. Uh, this is when three different psychiatrists states that he suffers from dissociative identity disorder, previously known as multiple personality disorder in the 70s. So uh, we clearly know, you know, 70s and 80s is known as multiple personality disorder. I can't wait to hear this. As the time went on, uh, he was examined by many psychiatrists, um, appointed, you know, not only by the prosecution, but the defense, but as well as the judge. The judge was like, nope, I'm going to assign other people as well. There were four psychiatrists total. Two psychiatrists thought he was full of shit, and the other two psychiatrists were like, no, he's, like, legit. He's fucked up. Like, he has... Fucked up, or, like, he ha they thought he no, had DID. Like, they thought he had DID. Hmm. Fully thought he had DID. While he was under hypnosis, and I'm using quotations because we'll talk about it later, he created an alter ego named Steve Walker. Oh, this is original um, psychologist. Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist who he stole his identity. Yep. <gasps> What? Yep. Full circle. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay, so, so it's not real. This DID is not real. Not real. But they don't know this at this time. So Steve confessed to killing the two girls in Washington and gave gruesome details about what he did to the girls. Hmm. Um, he also called them broads. So he wouldn't call them women or girls. He, any of the women that he killed, he would term them as broads. That was the term that he used for them. Mm. He said, those broads didn't deserve to live. We need to cleanse the earth of broads like them. So just trying to put on the facade of, like, I'm a different person right wow. now. Okay. Right. He also talks about the murders that him and Angelo committed in L.A. between October 1977 and February 1978. So instantly sang like a canary and threw Angelo under the bus and was like, wow, this is what we did. Holy shit. Yep. Told gruesome details um, about how they would both have sex with the women uh, but he said broads, of course. Uh, sometimes it was consensual. Sometimes it was rape. I uh, talked about how they took turns in strangling the women. Um, and all, you know, the fucked up things that they did to the women. Um, it's noted that in some of the documentation that they literally tortured um, these girls to death. Um, there was one thing that I read, and I'll drink here in a minute. That they would strangle them right before the life was gone and let them live a little. And then strangle them again and keep them fighting That's for sick. their lives. That's sick. It's sick. And um, in one of the interviews, they asked him, the alter ego, of course, because Kenneth wouldn't talk. Um, they asked Steve, how did you know... When life was gone. And mm. he said, when their eyes would stop moving. Ugh. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sick. So you can look up and listen to these confession tapes. They are creepy. Like giving me chills just thinking about it. Um, he also says while well, under hypnosis that he was severely abused by his mom after his dad died. Um, he said that he was often abused so bad that he would pee himself. Funny because it's very contradictory to what actually happened. He peed himself from the age of three years old right until he was eight years old but that is very abnormal and it again it kind of makes me wonder if there was some abuse there there could have been but i think if there was some abuse it was before dad died it wasn't what he said saying it was after dad died i think i think he's full of shit i think you know, we talk about serial killers a lot, and some of it, it's their childhood. Yeah. Other times, it's not, and they're no. just, unfortunately, bad apples. And I truly, I truly think what happened is the first, it's so important, the first six months of a baby's life is so important and crucial to how their life will be the rest of their life. How they will grow up, how they will be a child, how they will be an adult. It is so important to the mental, physical, emotional health of that human being. I truly think the first three months of his life, he was neglected. Mm -hmm. He wasn't nurtured. He wasn't given that motherly love that a child needs. Yeah. He was ignored. So if you think about a newborn baby, like, you can't just ignore a newborn baby if they're crying. Because they're crying for a reason. Yeah. They start learning the behavior of being spoiled at a certain age, but it's not zero to three months. So between that time frame, I truly think he probably was abandoned. He wasn't nurtured. He wasn't given the opportunity to be able to interact and have any empathy or emotion for others. And so... I'm just curious how everything, how deep that aspect plays into like bedwetting. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I would love to hear from it. I feel like there's a lot of missing pieces on top of yeah. Just there, there's lots missing. Whether it's from him or from like the parents, like there's something missing. Could have been, or he was just a bad apple. Also, are you going into DID anymore? Yes. Okay, got it. Then I'll save what I have to say. So, um, again, this is when he says that uh, he was often abused so bad that he would pee himself, you know, after dad died. And dad died when he was 13 years old. Just keep that in mind. Um, That was when Stevie was created. Uh, Stevie would protect him and tell him to hide under the bed. Uh, Steve Walker, as we know, was the psychiatrist that he stole the credentials from and practiced under. Um, detectives quickly identified this Good. by doing a quick search of Steve Walker with Kenneth's, ba- Kenneth's background. Because the office that he worked out of as the psychiatrist was in a building that Steve Walker owned. What? <laughs> Yes. What a moron. An idiot. Yeah. He's like, Seriously. not only am I going to steal your entire identity. I'm going to work I'm gonna in your office. Rent out a space here if yeah. that's okay. Yeah. 
So, so stupid. Dr. Orn uh, was called in. He's an expert forensic psychiatrist, and he was hired by the prosecution to determine whether or not Kenneth was full of shit or really had DID. Um, and he had worked with many cases where people did have DID. Um, Dr. Orn met with Kenneth and told him the truth about DID, went into all of the detail, and he said, Typically, and most of the times, multiples, and that's what he referred to as people who had multiple personality disorder, have more than two personalities. Mm -hmm. And that he was concerned that the prosecution would see right through him. He's like, man, you've got to give me, like, you've got to give me more evidence. You've got to give me more to believe you. And he fully expected Kenneth to create a third identity. Fully expected it. Uh-huh. So the next time that they met, Dr. Orn decided that he was going to put Kenneth under hypnosis. So under hypnosis, Dr. Orn, uh, you know, again, like I'm quoting the hypnosis because Kenneth was smart. We right. already know his IQ level at the age of 11. Who knows what it was by the time he was right. 20, 25, 30 years old at this time. Um, Wait, can you increase your IQ? Yeah, absolutely, because you learn. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, but IQs aren't tested based on just, like, how much you know about stuff. No, it's how you, like, Because you can be an idiot, but, like, memorize a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but I think it stops at a certain age. Okay. I want to say it's, like, 16 or 15, and he was tested at 11. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, whenever that part of the brain is developed, like, it's done. (laughs) Okay, got it. We, we should we get IQ tests sometime. We know her IQ because it's not. I there. actually took an IQ test, like a legit one. Whenever you were a kid, mm-hmm. did you? Yeah, what I was tested in? for the gifted program at school. Shut the fuck I'm up! Not fucking kidding. Really? Yeah, but I never got my results. You don't know your score? Mm-hmm. That is a load of bullshit. That I is went not through, fair. Through like a week of intense testing. Wow. And then never got my score. <gasps> yeah. Probably because it was so Yeah, there's low. a whole, no, there's it was a whole like, so ex-boyfriend low. story about it. No, they told like, her she was on the gifted program because they felt bad. They were like, <laughs> like we want to make you feel You were on the new gifted yeah. program? <laughs> You're on the, we don't know what's going on here program. <laughs> Just get out. Oh, no. But that's crazy and not fair that they didn't tell you that. And I will say, and this, that's why I question about like whether your IQ can change because it's a lot of puzzles or like how you interpret things in front of you it's not like how much do you know about science or math or it's like like, sat it's like how many numbers can you remember how many um like how can can you remember like remember sequential things it's like it was insane it's brain numbing wow (laughs) i will say that all right so dr orn put him under hypnosis and again i use the air quotes because uh kenneth was never under hypnosis like he faked it he yeah. knew you have to like be willing right yeah. to accept hypnosis have you so- ever been hypnotized <laughs> fuck no you really haven't no have you have ever you? like gone to a therapist who's tried to hypnotize no. you okay. i'm scared to do that shit this is really embarrassing you but did i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell my truth you get hypnotized? No. Oh. I went to a therapist that whenever I was like a teenager and he tried to hypnotize me. He asked me if he could and I said yeah. And I faked it. 
I did. I pretended, <laughs> I pretended that I was hypnotized. <laughs> what? I just I couldn't Why? go there. I tried. I just couldn't do it. Like, so what did you, were you like? like <laughs> no, I was just, I was laying on the couch and I remember him saying, okay, like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, okay, think of like a happy place or a place that you like or whatever. And I'm like, okay. He's like, all right. And there was like that little thing. What is that called? It like, like pendulum. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I remember the noise and he's like, focus on the noise, focus on the noise. And I'm like, okay. He's like, think of the happy place. I'm like, okay. And he's like, all right. And, and five, four, three, two, one, you're going to be asleep. He's like, and you're going to be asleep. And you're going, and he's like, and in three, two, one, we're going to talk about whatever. And I just remember fucking laying there. And I'm like, <laughs> nothing happened. You're like, but he's asking me questions. So you just answered them? So I just them? answered them. And then he's like, okay, in three, two, one, you're going to be awake and you're going to sit up. And I just sat up. And I'm like, oh my oh. God. Yeah. Knowing you, I'm surprised you aren't just like, hey, this is bullshit. <laughs> I was like, 14 or 15 so I wasn't that bold at that time oh that see I'm worried of the opposite of being like so susceptible to hypnotism <laughs> that I'm like shitting myself and like walking around like quacking like a dog like or you I, can't wake up and you're like perma hip is that a thing people don't wake up no oh my god I definitely don't want to be hypnotized now oh god no I'm kidding but okay now I told my truth so um, <laughs> this episode is insane <laughs> so uh when, get back on track people when Dr. Orn uh did the countdown for him to be hypnotized like the three two one he said who am I talking to and Kenneth stood up, went to shake the psychiatrist's hand, and said, Hi, I'm Billy. How are you? <gasps> Shut. I yeah. have so much to say. This is an embarrassment Huge. to the DID community. It is. Huge red flag. So now a third identity is now, you know, emerged. Um, and he's also pretended, too, in this interview to, like, touch someone that isn't there. And we're going to talk about DID here in a second. But, like, that's not a thing. No. Like, you don't see people. You don't you hallucinate. Hear people. Yeah. Like, you hear, you hear things. And so we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, you don't hallucinate. So Dr. Yeah. Arm was like, this guy's full of shit. He doesn't have DID. Um, and DID is the most severe out of the four dissociative disorders. And so it used to be called multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. But now they call it dissociative uh, disorder, or dissociative, I feel like I just inhaled a hair, anyway, <laughs> or something, I inhaled something, um, <laughs> but you anyway. cannot do sudden movements like that, they freak me out, oh my gosh, you're like, anyway, DID is the most severe, um, and we're going to talk about that, and it's, it's just, it's wild, so, Anyway, they would never see somebody with DID hallucinate. So, DID. And I took this quoted because it's perfectly said, and I don't want to fuck it up. So, um, DID is the condition typically involves the coexistence of two or more personality states within the same person. Average number of 10 personalities. Mm -hmm. Well, the different personalities states 
influence the person's behavior. The person is usually not aware of these personality states and experiences them as memory lapses. The other states may have different body language, voice tones, and an outlook on life and memories. The person may switch to another personality state when under stress. And a person who has dissociative identity disorder almost always has dissociative amnesia as well. Yep. The causes of DID is believed to be from chronic trauma in childhood. Childhood. Yeah, it like has to be childhood. childhood. So, this goes to my point. This guy was just fucked up. Uh, yeah, no. He, there was no trauma in his childhood. I will other say, than the adoption. The one thing that blows my mind is to this day, it is very hard to find doctors that specialize or even deal with disassociative identity disorder. True. So it is kind of crazy that back in this time, he, which it would have been either, they would have either called it multiple personality or even sometimes schizophrenia. Yeah. Multiple um, personality is what they, he was trying to do. It's crazy that that's what he went to and that these doctors even had the knowledge that they did. Yes. Because this is still like a highly debated, highly controversial mental disorder. Yes. Or traumatic disorder. Yeah. And so I I am kind of impressed that he knew enough. Yeah. Like us, but that's insulting. Yeah. So very insulting. So, again, causes of DID is believed to be from chronic trauma in childhood. Some examples of this trauma is physical or sexual abuse or even neglect to the severe. Yeah. Like, not like, oh, your mom's ignoring you because she's on her phone. Like, total or like you were adopted. Like, right. we're not talking like No, that. like, neglect where you don't have food, you don't have love, you don't have shelter, you don't have nerve, you You're don't have these raped. things. Yes. All these things. These types of occurrences cause the children to disconnect from reality during this time of significant trauma and significant stress. So experts say that it seems that the severity of the dissociative disorder in adulthood is directly related to the severity of the childhood trauma. So the worse the childhood trauma, the worse or the more personalities that the adult will have. Yeah. It's also said that adults can develop DID, but it is very, very rare. Again, it has to be significant trauma. And it says, example, from war or even torture or a significant natural disaster. Like somebody being like an at-death experience, like natural disaster. Like there's a tsunami and you're like literally drowning and your family is drowning and your family dies. Like that was one of the examples that it said. Like, you see your family dying in the water and drowning, and you are drowning trying to help them, and they die. That can cause yeah. DID in an adult, and that would be super traumatic. Um, one thing as well, which is so crazy to, to even think about, and especially with him just, like, mocking this, um, is hypnosis and DID. Typically, with people who have DID and they go under hypnosis, normally the protector type of personality will come out most Mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. So, and again, it stems from childhood. So the protector type personality will come through or the child will come through. That didn't happen 
with Kenneth. No. What came out was the aggressor. Right. Or the the rapist or the murderer. Right. So as we see, he's a load of bullshit. Oh my god, DID is so fascinating. I'll just give a quick snippet. I was telling Alexa, I, yeah. I go down YouTube rabbit holes with DID. Disassociated is a channel that I love, and I know it's sometimes like a controversial channel because some people think she's faking. Obviously, you can't really tell from YouTube. Yeah. But she's very open. She's super intelligent, and she'll show her switches She'll have her alt, they're called altars, Mm -hmm. like the altars come out and like give their own testimony. Um, It's just fascinating. And I went down this whole rabbit hole of watching all these DID videos. And so to hear what this guy has to pull, like I'm no expert, but I can be like, well, bullshit, just bullshit. And it's, it's insulting. Another thing too, that it said is, um, you can't control it. You can't control Mm, those personalities or those altars. From coming out. So you can't be like, oh, okay, Patricia's coming through. Like, you can't, I know, you can't pick and choose who comes through. Like, you could literally be talking right now and it's an instant switch. I think you can, like, fight it from what, like, she's done. Like, sometimes she'll try to fight it. If, like, she's trying to do a YouTube video and she can fill another altar in the background. She'll, like, try to fight it. But that's where the amnesia comes in. But that's also very controversial with experts right. as well. Well, so. she it happens. But she'll try to, like, you can see yeah. that amnesia oh, state. Oh, 100%. Where she's like, hold on. Like, not right now. I don't want to do this. And, like, it eventually just happens. But, again, but, that part is very controversial yeah. as well. Because people say that you can't talk to... Some experts say you can't talk to your alter oh, egos. yeah. Other experts say, yeah, you can because it's you. You're communicating yeah, it's with yourself. Your, it's your thoughts. But it's it's so wild. It's so crazy. But ultimately, we determined that Kenneth is full shit. Yeah, no, um, for sure. And he didn't have any trauma as a child um, to create this type of disorder. And nor did he have any of this kind of trauma as an adult. So Dr. Orn knew that he was making all this up. Uh, Dr. Orn also told Kenneth, obviously, with his lawyer present, like, hey, you're a fake. You're making this up. I know you're making this up. I'm going to tell the judge. I'm going to tell the prosecution. Um, So I recommend that you plead guilty if you want leniency against your sentencing. And so Kenneth agreed. He's like, all right, I plead guilty. I will plead guilty. I feel guilty. like this guy gives up so easy. I will plead guilty as long as I don't get the death penalty. They're like, you've got to give up your cousin Angelo. He's like, done. Done. So he's the you. <laughs> he's the you. She's like, I don't I don't want to be murdered. I don't want to be murdered. I'll do it. Done. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so, he went from Chili's to Home Depot. That's all yeah, I'm saying. That's all she's saying. So, uh, yeah, he gave up his cousin. God. So, Angelo was arrested, obviously, and charged with nine counts of murder. Um, 1980, while in prison, Kenneth starts dating a woman named Veronica Compton. She was madly in love with him and later convicted and went to prison. Dated a pen pal, a woman. Pen pal he was outside of the prison. He was in prison. Yeah, outside of the prison. Just and then she woman. goes to prison? 
Yes. Okay. Yep. She goes to Primen. To Primen. She goes to Primen. (laughs) She goes to prison for strangling a woman in a hotel room. Okay. Kenneth and Veronica put together this plan that Veronica thinks they have the wrong guy. Kenneth is not guilty, even though he already pled guilty. (laughs) Kenneth is not guilty. The hillside strangler is still out there. So Veronica is going to prove it. So By strangling someone. By strangling a woman. The woman lived, however, and they put together this whole plan. Like, they plotted it for months. Veronica and Kenneth did. So she strangles (coughs) this woman. The woman lives. Veronica ends up getting arrested and got sentenced to 23 years in prison. 23 years in prison for trying to deter the detectives to say, hey, Hillside Strangler is still out there. It's the same M.O. He's still killing women. He's strangling women but in hotel been... rooms. But he's in jail. But he's in jail and then she gets caught doing it. It's like, yes. We, yes. First off, we intercept the letters. We know what <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, saying. We know what's going on. We read the letters, yes. Veronica, you mm-hmm. dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. 23 years in prison for that. For him. Ew. Yeah. I mean, I can think of like three sad. people in this world that I would kill for. Me, Rogan, and Daddy Rogan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Done. That's it. See? That's my list. See? <laughs> But seriously, like, so stupid. She didn't even know him, number one. He's clear. He already pled guilty. He okay, already and, said okay. that he did it. Also, how how is this... What was, like... How was this supposed to go? Was she supposed to strangle the girl, run off? No, she was supposed to strangle and kill the girl. But right. the girl didn't die. She lived. No, but, okay, so let's say she... Yeah, yeah, successfully strangled and killed yeah. this girl and then yeah. she was going to leave and yeah. then the police were going to find her and, and be, be like, like, oh, we have the wrong guy and just yeah. completely just dismiss let him go. his yeah. confession? <laughs> yeah, just let him go. If anything, they'd be like, okay, someone, there was, we have a homicide. Yeah. A single incident yeah. homicide. Yeah, no, they, they didn't seriously? think this through. Yeah, they thought, well, they thought it through. I also read and I couldn't find if it was factual or not. I don't believe anything that Wikipedia says, but Wikipedia said that... I believe everything Wikipedia says. <laughs> I know you Wikipedia do. Wikipedia is my Bible, okay? She's ridiculous. Wikipedia said that part of this planning process was Kenneth had sent his semen in some sort of, like, like a condom or something and put it in a book that he sent to Veronica and Veronica, listen to this. Veronica was going to spread the semen at the crime scene. Of him? Of him. But they didn't have DNA yet. So they wanted it to look like it was somebody else. But the same MO because his semen was found. But again, you know, with all the other victims. I know. Again, they'd just be like, oh, oh we have a we random have homicide. homicide. Yes. They literally had this whole thing planned out thinking that it was actually going to work. And it didn't. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. She went to prison for 23 years. No debating it. 
1983, three years later, Judge Ronald M. George stated during the sentencing um, of Kenneth and Angelo's sentencing, uh, he stated, quoted, Angelo Buono and Kenneth Bianchi slowly squeezed out of their victims their last breath of air and their promise for a future life. And all for what? The momentary sadistic thrill of enjoying a brief perverted sexual satisfaction and the venting of their hatred for women? The judge continued, if ever there was a case where the death penalty is appropriate, this is the case. Whoa. Now, Kenneth stated, I will give you Angelo. I will plead guilty, but I do not want the death penalty. Which, Angelo, again, why? Right. Angelo stated the same thing. I will plead guilty. I will give you the details about Kenneth. But I don't want the death penalty. Neither one of them got the death penalty. They were both sentenced to life. Kenneth with the possibility of parole in, I believe, 2056. I didn't even type out the year because he's going to be dead. Um, and Angelo just sentenced to life. So Kenneth was at the Washington State Penitentiary and Angelo was at a California State Prison. Angelo ended up actually dying in 2002, but Kenneth is still alive today and uh, just turned 20, uh, 71. I was like, 20? Wait, what? Just turned 71. I meant to say on just turned on the 22nd, 71. What? Yeah. 71. I did not realize he was alive. 51, yeah. So, last piece of the story, Holy and this is shit. a no, great... You said 71. He just turned 71. He was born in 51. Okay. <laughs> Too many numbers being set. Okay. Remember it's that late. IQ score? Yeah. She's fucking lying. <laughs> I know Whatever. numbers had to be part of that test. Anyway. <laughs> That's it. I'm calling up my ex-boyfriend because he was there. I'm calling my <laughs> Nana. Nana? Was Nana, I smart? Do you remember... <laughs> Do you think I'm smart? <laughs> it's actually weird as I I feel like I I used to be really smart. No, you're smart. I'm just you're just fried my brain. Drunk. <laughs> Too many strangles. <laughs> I drink this entire bottle of vodka. <laughs> uh so the last part of the story, you know, Kenneth Bianchi, he's clearly incarcerated at the Washington State Penitentiary in um Washington. On Thursday, September 21st, 1989, he married a woman named Shirley Joyce Buck. You dumb, stupid, stupid bitches. What are you doing? She was 36 years old and out of Monterey, Louisiana. <coughs> they got married in a 15-minute ceremony in the prison chapel at the prison. Uh, the day before the wedding was the first time they'd ever met. Uh, but they had corresponded since 1986 uh, with exchanging, like, taped messages, um, obvious, you know, letters and phone calls. Previously, Shirley had tried to correspond with Ted Bundy. Stop. Yep. Yep. That is... That person needs to be watched. <laughs> Call the 911. I know. 
All of her letters were rejected to Ted Bundy, um, either by the officials or the Florida State Prison, or by Bundy himself. He just wasn't interested. He's, He's like, like, this bitch is This bitch is weird. She's into serial killers. I'm out. Yeah, I already have Carol Ann Boone. She's the love of my life, mother of my daughter. I don't need this bitch. What so, the hell is wrong with this lady? Yeah. Wild, right? So when the prison uh, officials denied Bianchi a uh, conjugal visit, so Kenneth, con- conjugal visits, he sued the fucking prison. Uh, but the county, it was called Walla Walla County. Isn't that funny? In Washington? Yeah. Walla Walla like County. like a fun place. I know. Walla Walla County Superior Court Judge Donald W. Schott declared that they had acted within their authority. So clearly he didn't win his case. No. Um, the visits were clearly denied for the conjugal visits for security reasons. And because of Kenneth's extreme record of violence towards women. So. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, bitch. Sorry. Sorry, Shirley. Yeah, so. Still alive and kicking today. Let's at go interview him. You think we can get him on the old. podcast? Hell yeah, we can. Wow, that man. <clears throat> Sad, fascinating, classic story. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that is the hillside stranglers, friends. The DID part, I think, is fascinating to me because again, oh for sure. And he just, like, made this up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's like, you know what? But that is, like, his Gemini impulsive trait. The two-faced like, thing. The two-faced thing. He's like, you know what? I can do this. I can do this. Stupid. I can say that I have multiple personality disorders, so I don't have to go to prison. That's what he wanted. He wanted to claim insanity, so he did not have to go to prison. And there's so much more to the story that I wanted to like keep adding in like the whole like more into the trial more into the did but we would have had a part so much it is wild i highly highly recommend that you find whatever documentaries that you can to watch about the hillside stranglers because it is so fascinating it is just so crazy to me that Two cousins who, like, don't even know each other just connect, and they connect on murder. And it's like, they're not even blood-related. Like, I I hate to say that, but, like, it's true. Like, Like you you have have genetics. Yeah, exactly. And you have a different connection with people that are, like, blood. It's it's just fact. Do they have any of the, uh, like, the trial stuff or the DID stuff on video? Did you say that earlier? Yes. That's what I want to see. I want to see that. You can look up Kenneth Bianchi's uh, confession tape. And you will see him, like, slip in and out of these personalities. And there's that one video where he stands up and he's like, Hi, I'm Billy. How are you today? And the psychiatrist, like, Dr. doesn't even shake his hand. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? But he didn't want to call him out because then it would go against the prosecution. Right. And he was hired by the prosecution. Because, again, it was a 50-50. Two psychiatrists said... Yeah, he has DID. And two psychiatrists was they were like, no, he's full of shit. And he's just like, God damn. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I want to see that. Yeah. The, the psychology wild. of all of this is what fascinates me. Yes. And it was, oh, uh, I, I want to. So. Wow. 
What do you think about him actually having trauma as a child now that you've heard the entire story? Uh, I mean, I still, I still stand by my thing of that. You don't truly know because we don't have, we have confirmation that, Hey, from the outside, they were great parents working class in New York, you know, it's, it's again, it's, but we he don't, never talked about it. He never said like, Hey, yeah, that's true. I like, have, here's what I went through. Here's my, my story. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Except I, when he tried to claim that he had multiple personalities. I will say it. this at face value, especially mm-hmm. when compared to like what his claims of DID, which again takes intense trauma, intense trauma to, um, to, for, in order for you to develop DID, I would say no. He he probably came from a strict family at worst and religious family, religious working class I mean, family. Italian, probably, probably struggled. Catholic. Yes, yeah. and that was probably the worst of it. <clears throat> I give him benefit of the doubt in saying we never know what happens behind closed doors, and I do think that his behavior as a child is evidence that he did go through something. Yeah. But you never know what that is, like. You don't know if that's... He, his goldfish might have died after the first day. That was traumatic. And he pissed his pants <laughs> until he was eight years old. No, that that's is normal. very worrisome. No, it really I, is. The, the childhood stuff it, it is. Is symbol, is, it symbolizes that there's something... I think it was just a lack of empathy. Again, I am stuck on like the zero to three month thing. I think that is... Yeah, telling and it could be that. Life. Again, genetics. Yeah. You know, I, you don't know who his mother was. Maybe he was born a crack baby. Like, you literally could've just been. don't I know. I mean, she was an alcoholic and a prostitute. You, I mean, she could have been a You literally don't yeah. know. So, there's... In, in my opinion, there's just not enough mm-hmm. to say. But, yes, at face value, I think that he chose his path... He doesn't yeah. have his childhood to blame. I absolutely don't think that the DID evidence is there. Yeah. I think that is insulting. Yeah. And just, I also don't understand why serial killers go down the route of, insanity. I want to plead insanity in order to get a lesser sentence because yeah. I don't want, I don't know if, I don't think a lot of people understand no. pleading insanity doesn't mean you get a lesser sentence. Like a less harsh sentence going through that process is torturous in itself. And I've heard testimony of people who have, they have been granted, they've been granted the plea for insanity and they they regret it because then they're put in the quote unquote loony bin with the people who do belong there and they can't make it through. Like then they're, Essentially creating a new monster. Or it ends up in suicide or other, you know, aggressive behaviors. Absolutely. So I think they pleading insanity doesn't mean you get to go to like a spa. Like instead of a life sentence, you get ten years. Yeah. It's all severity on the charges and what happened. Yeah. So, So no, this guy was this was not a case of insanity or not remembering. <laughs> I will say this too. So I'm going to say earlier, people who have DID yeah. and they have their alters and they do usually have an aggressive alter or they have their protective alter. They have their child, yeah. alters, whatever. Um, people with this disorder or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, disease, disorder. Um, they know that whatever happens, 
whether it's the demon altar or the child altar, like they know as a system that they take responsibility for that. Yeah. And there is communications between the altars. I watched this whole video specifically over this, like, well, what if one of your altars fucks up and doesn't, it's like, well, then we all take responsibility for it. Yeah. So for him to be like, no, it was Steve. No, it was Steve. It wasn't me. It's like, no, that's not how DID works. Every, everyone is still it's an entire connected. system. You're it's one like you're system. one entity. Yeah. yeah. So if, if Steve yeah. kills and strangles and does all these bad things, it's still you. Yeah. You too, Biachi. Yeah. So. Biachi. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so much to unpack yeah. there. We could literally so do much. a third episode. That's I know. just so much. There was so much that I wanted to, you know, plug in. But seriously, watch one of the documentaries. I believe there was a really good documentary on A&E Network. Um, there was another one that I found on YouTube. It was like 38 minutes long. And then, of course, just like look at the confession tapes. That's what I want to see. The confession tapes. There's like... Four different parts, but it is so fascinating. So fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. She did all her research today. Not all of it. <laughs> I did it in the past couple of days. Throw I fine-tuned it today. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we kind of went over all of our important stuff in the beginning. So basically, we're down to thank yous and the praises. So thanks yeah. to our patrons. You guys yeah. are getting us to podcast movement and You're helping these sure. uh, ring lights on so thank you so much if you guys want to join yep. there's one dollar five dollar and ten dollar levels yep. um you get shout outs you get a community you get merch discounts you get all the fun info about the podcast you get to like vote on episodes and shit anyways yeah. basically you get to kind of like tell us the nitty-gritty so yeah. you can go to our website something sinisterpodcast.com and thank you to our sponsor, Color Up CBD. You can go to colorupco.com, use code SINISTER20 for 20% off of all of your CBD needs. It is time for bed. It is time <laughs> for bed. So stay sinister, y'all. Bye. Peace out.